Hello there. Presented by the Atlas Strength Shop. This is the Atlas Nerds in Iron podcast. With your hosts, Cameron Ray and Tyler Hales. Good evening. Welcome to the Atlas Nerds and Iron Podcast. I am your host, Cameron Ray, and this is our beautiful co-host, Mr. Tyler Hale. Hey, everybody. So how you doing today, Tyler? I am wonderful. So what are we drinking today? We are drinking another Baton Rouge local. Uh, it is Wendy Peppercorn Golden Milk Stout with Coffee and Vanilla, um, made by Rally Cat Brewing Company. Oh, that is really good. I can't wait. Here we go. Let's see. So I don't know if you know this about me, but I really like coffee stouts. We've talked about stouts. this. Yeah, we've yeah. talked about that. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm. Like, this almost tastes like a... Uh, man. Like, this almost just tastes like straight coffee. Dude. This might be the first episode where we uh, take a break and grab another beer. I'm, 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 I'll be about I, it. You got that, four of these? Yeah, there's four of them all together. Okay. Yeah. That being said, though, I had Tower of Peanut Butter and Jellies, and I can already tell these are going to be very filling, so we'll see how that works. No, I, I, you know, uh. It's a literal tower. So, um, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but my great-grandmother, she's uh, she's in her 90s, and she still makes homemade jelly. Really? So, every time I wind up with a jar, I savor that shit, because one of these days, I'm going to have the last jar of that jelly. You know, so I, you just can't pass that up. Yeah, I, you know, my grandmother recently passed away, mm-hmm. and I feel that same way about the fudge she used to make. Okay. Yeah. So, one day I ate the last piece of fudge she ever made, and you probably didn't know it was the last. I piece had of fudge no at idea, time, man. Yeah. 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 Anyway, moving on to uh, lighter topics. Awesome, awesome. So I know you said you're going to hit me with something real hard and real fast right at the beginning. Do we want to hit the sponsors out of the way first? Let's get the sponsors out of the way first. Okay, awesome, because I do not want to, uh, I don't want to get off on a tangent. And Tyler talked like this was going to be something I get off on a tangent on, which hopefully I'm not like hyping up the audience about something that's we, not going to be. Maybe. I hope, okay. you, I hope you do, because it okay. usually makes for good banter. Okay, cool, cool. So anyway, sponsors. First and foremost, we have Unmasked Studio. Who is Unmasked Studio? Well, if this is your first time listening to us, which is probably not given this is episode 23, 24, something like that, go to Instagram right now and type in Unmasked Studio on Instagram. He is a maker of boutique cosplays. Dragon Con right around the corner. If you haven't gotten your cosplay, hit him up. Hit him up right now. He will make you look like, I'm sorry, MechaCon right around the corner. Uh, he will make you look like the best uh, best person there. And he's out of New Orleans, so you'll be able to pick it up, uh, you know, You'll be able to pick it up locally. You don't have to worry about shipping or anything like that. Cons are starting to happen again. I know they're having a, uh, they're having one in Jackson, Mississippi at the end of this month. Uh, mm-hmm. Billy D. Williams is going to be there. Uh, Sting, the wrestler, is going to be there. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's going it, to – I might just slide up there that day. You know, I've never been a big wrestling fan, as you know, but my favorite wrestling moment in history is when somebody with a Sting mask hit somebody with a pie from the crowd as they were walking and then he pulls off the sting mask and it's sting wearing a sting mask yeah you know (laughs) (laughs) it's the most outlandishly ridiculous thing i've ever seen in my life i know you shared uh, a facebook thread the other day with all the uh wrestling signs yeah those things were gold wrestling signs were twitter before twitter was twitter that's exactly what it was yeah but yeah unmasked studios um unmasked studio no s no s um 
Yeah, man. They he just showed he just shared a uh, Superman. That was a good looking Superman. Man, it was a good looking one. Like I almost I almost got my wallet out for uh, mm-hmm. for an orders right there. Yeah. Uh, but alas, gym equipment is expensive. Yeah. And we've been buying a lot of it lately. Yeah. But yeah, if you're like me and you can't afford any of his stuff, at least go to his page, like all of his stuff, share his stuff, save it to your inspiration folder. Help that guy get seen by people who can afford him stuff. That's how you help us, help our sponsors. So please go and do that now. I know at least once, twice a week, somebody does it, and we greatly appreciate it. And please, if you can afford a costume, Cameron and I, are, I know, are both dying, dying, dying to see an Omni-Man. 100%. Yes. Yeah, so can somebody with a glorious mustache please be Omni-Man? Absolutely. Uh, speaking of glorious mustache, what do you think of that video that I made? The Anthony Furman? Yep. Yes. If you're in Talking Whatever, man, go and check out that, uh, that video I made as a rest in peace to Anthony Furman's mustache. I believe it needs to share, be shared to the the main Atlas page, honestly. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll definitely do that. I'll I'll share it there. So, so yeah, um, by the time you see this tomorrow, I will have shared it to the main Atlas page and you will get to see that memorial video. So next up, next way you can, uh, you can help us out. Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save you 10%. I'm sorry, save you 20%. What is Strikeforce Energy? Strikeforce Energy is a veteran-owned energy supplement. It comes in little 10-ounce pouches filled with liquid gold. You pour that in whatever drink that you're wanting to make energized, and it's going to hype you up. It's got 170 milligrams of caffeine per 10-ounce pouch, or you can get the 700-milliliter pump bottle. I keep one by the sink, and I got one in my office, too. Anytime I need some energies, put a couple of pumps into whatever I am drinking, and it gets me through the day. It comes in four flavors. comes in uh, comes in grape. comes in original. It kind of tastes like Red Bull. It comes in uh, lemon, and it comes in orange. They are all delicious and different things, so definitely check that out. Promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. The shit slaps like Ric Flair. It really does. Woo! And... Uh, and yeah, anybody at Strike Force is listening right now. I sent y'all an email about sponsoring the Rougarou. I know uh, y'all social media guy. He said he's on IDT this weekend, or the, for, not this weekend, but he's on IDT right now. So he said he was going to check that out when he gets back into town. And yeah, hopefully y'all will be sponsoring the Rougarou. Speaking of sponsoring the Rougarou, our last uh, sponsor that we have today is somebody who signed on to be one of our sponsors for the Rougarou, and that is Go Hard Labs. So definitely go check out Go Hard Labs at GoHardLabs.com. Right now, their main bread and butter is pre-workout. They've got some really awesome pre-workout, but I know you said they uh, they have an intra coming out and a protein coming out too, right? Yeah, he said he was, you know, in the lab, mm-hmm. the Go Hard Lab. Yeah, and he, he was he going was, hard. Uh, from what it sounded like, yes, awesome, awesome. Yeah, he he. I think he's got an intra that's going to roll out pretty mm-hmm. soon, and a uh, protein powder that's going to roll out pretty soon. Uh, man. They are all in with this thing. They're sponsoring they really it. Are. And Ryan's competing. Ryan's competing. So yep. Yep. There he's going to be competing as a heavyweight novice. Uh, I'm not sure if this is his first competition or not, but it's definitely going to be awesome to watch him compete, and we can't wait to see him do well. We're definitely going to help him every step of the way. Absolutely. But if you want to meet those guys, they're going to be at the show. They're going to have a booth set up. They're going to be selling some stuff. Definitely check them out. Go Hard Labs. Spell it like it sounds. G E A U X Hard Labs. For our people that are not in Louisiana, yeah, G-E-A-U-X. That's how you spell it. That's a real word. Yep. Yeah. So go hard labs. Go check them out. And they're, they're, not, they're not only sponsoring us. When he says they've gone all in, I mean on the sport of strongman. 
because they not only are sponsoring the Rougarou, but they also sponsor a lot of up-and-coming names in the sport as well, and we cannot appreciate them enough for that. Right. Anything that helps the sport grow, we are 100% behind. Now, that promo code is a little bit different. That promo code is Rougarou10 at checkout. So use promo code Rougarou10 at checkout. You're going to save 10% on your next Go Hard Labs order, and that promo code is good all the way up until the day of the competition. So, yeah, those are our sponsors. Tyler, hit me with it. You, 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 I have this, this anticipated look. So uh, just before we started recording, I was thumbing through Facebook, and I'm friends with Trey Mitchell on Facebook. Okay. And he posted that. I, I, I'm, I'm laughing as we're talking about this. Mm-hmm. The, the, the food vendor at WSM this year. Mm-hmm is going to be serving them the world's strongest men vegan burgers. Why though? So I have nothing against like being vegan, but none of these athletes are on vegan diets. None of them. Why would world's strongest man choose them as their food vendor? And is that all they're serving or is there just a vegan option? According to what Trey Mitchell posted, he posted a article. It it was, an article that used his picture. I think he was just as upset at that as he was uh, at, uh, the vegan burgers. But everybody thinks he eats vegan burgers. I I wouldn't think so. Yeah. I mean, he's a Texan. I mean, there are some Texans that are vegan. We've got a lot of friends that are vegan. Are, are they real Texans though? I think you'd have to ask a Texan that. I'm not. I'm not the authority on what is or what isn't a Texan. <sighs> And we're going to have to... Call Elizabeth. She's a Texan. Yeah. We're going to translate Kuyanda. Yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know you will actually catch a 30-day ban on Facebook for referring to yourself as a coon-ass? What? Yes. You cannot refer wow. to yourself as a coon-ass on Facebook because it is uh, it is considered racist according to Facebook. Ha. Like um, our friend Chastity that you met, she caught a 30-day ban forever ago for calling herself a wow. coon-ass on Facebook. Uh, uh, uh. And I don't know if you've heard her speak, but French was her first language. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like 100%. Yeah. But vegan burgers at World's Strongest Man. Yeah, that's weird. I have a feeling that's not probably going to be all this there. It makes sense that there is a vegan option because it is a television production. And a lot of people who are working are probably vegan. But... But yeah, I, I hope that's not the only option is vegan food. That doesn't make sense for the athletes. We're going to have to follow up on that. Yeah, but we all know these athletes are going to bring ice chests of their own food, their own chefs, and all yeah. this crap anyway. You know, we, uh, I remember, I don't know if you watched all of it, the Strongest, strongest Man in History, where they yes. did all the feats of strength yep, and everything. I watched all of it. They, you know, they were traveling and from hotel to hotel, mm-hmm. they had meal preppers. Yep, shipping them ice chest fulls of their. Well, stuff. they were getting ready for World's Strongest Man at the right. time, Andy yeah. Arnold, and uh, and like I remember, Brian was was even on the vertical diet at the time. Yeah, so his stuff was uh was a little bit harder to plan for. Mm-hmm. I say that. I mean, vertical diet is really easy when you're traveling because you can literally make a day's worth of Monster Mash, put it in a thermos, and you're good to go. Yeah, it stays hot, and mm-hmm. you just open it up and eat it a right. little bit throughout the day. Or you could just be like Charlie Kelly and carry around a Ziploc bag full of spaghetti. 
You could. Yeah. Um, but then you have <laughs> to your, wonder, what is world's strongest man's what, spaghetti policy? What's their spaghetti policy? Yeah. Yeah. It's important yeah. to have. We need to post our spaghetti policy on the door. Do we have a, do we have a spaghetti policy? Um, just as long as it's like in a closed container. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's good yeah. to go. We don't want any loose spaghetti in people's purses. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if y'all haven't watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, what are you doing with your lives? I had to talk you into that. You too. did because Charlie's voice is annoying. And he he does have an that. annoying voice. I one hundred percent stand by that. The guy, he does have an he he does have an annoying voice, but when he sings, I've never and, heard him sing. Well, he sings in in some of the episodes, mm-hmm. and the guy actually has a decent singing voice. It's weird. I was showing somebody the other day. It was a clip from that from uh, um. You've got Charlie, you've got Dennis, and what's the other guy's name? Uh, Mac. Mac. Yeah. It was the conversation between Dennis and Mac when they're about to uh, go out on the boat about the implications. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Dennis Reynolds is such a psychopath. He is. Oh, man, he is such a creep. His, his eyes when they say it, but they won't say no because of the implications. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, you, you had me all, all the way up uh, until the end there. <laughs> Yeah, it's such a horrible show, and they're all such horrible people. Oh, they're awful. They're in, in real life. They're like the most fantastic. They people, are, especially Danny DeVito. But their characters on that show are the fucking they're worst. Just straight <laughs> trash human beings. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, definitely go watch. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. This is not a paid promotion. Although, if they offered, I would not say no. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'd accept money from that group. Yeah. Spend it on things <laughs> like uh, boom microphones. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Maybe yeah. get some like really cool mics and boom sets. <laughs> maybe a nice desk, neon <sighs> lights, an actual camera with you an know, SD card instead of my phone. You know, Always Sunny put gasoline in a in a uh, grocery bag before people actually did so. They did. It was they like did. like it, it was like imitation of art. It didn't work for them either. No, it didn't. Definitely did not work for them. Yeah. So some big things happened in Strongman this week. Uh, yeah. Uh, announcement-wise, yeah. Uh, not only announcement-wise, but uh, USS had nationals this week, too. USS did have nationals this week. They yep. sure did. Um, how about them stones? Wow, man. So not this upcoming weekend, but the weekend after that, uh, whenever I'm up there, I, I one of the things I really plan on picking the brain of, uh, of Willie is like, what could have prevented that so that we can make sure that kind of stuff doesn't happen to us? You know, I feel like, it. you know, with big, especially with big contests like that, and we know a guy that has an in with some mm-hmm. of that stuff too, um, AARs would be I was phenomenal thinking of that. for stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. especially because uh, United States Strongman, they have a Facebook group with all the different state reps in it now. If there could be like an action after action review, okay, this is what happened. This is what we plan to happen. How can we improve on this? Yeah, what went good? What went bad? What can we do to make the bad things good? Yep, that's it. Yeah, if every competition started doing something like that, you know, like, and it doesn't have to be you know nationwide where they do that, but like, let's say when we do the Ruguru, you, me, Lauren, and uh, the judges can all sit down and do like we did last year, right? Where we figure out what went what went well, what we can improve on, and then you just—it was our first you, show. We put definitely that had to do that. Yes, yeah. 
And I think we're definitely doing much better this year already. Things are going a lot smoother. Like last year, we wound up uh, 60 people signed up. 45 people actually competed, and each person had like three or four guests with them. Yeah. So you say that's a good ballpark for how many uh, yeah. players watched? Yeah, I, I think we probably had around 150 people in our, in our building. I know this year so far 28 people have signed up, and we are still five months out. I'm expecting a huge boost of people signing up after uh, after Alabama. Yeah. They want to see how they do in Alabama. And I don't know. There might be a huge group of people signed up after Europe this weekend. Or not this weekend, but this month. You know, yeah. it would be a good opportunity in this region mm-hmm. to qualify for next year's nationals. It would be. It definitely would be. So, like, what what I plan on doing is I plan on pointing that out because if you podium if you podium in the open categories and USS yes. shows, mm-hmm. you get an invite to nationals. So I definitely plan on pointing that out to everybody who came in fourth place. Mm-hmm. You know, these people already qualify for nationals. They're probably not coming to a uh, going to compete in another show. They're probably going to focus on right. either strongman core shows or they're going to focus on nationals. Also, your novice people that. Mm-hmm. really honestly had no business competing for the first time in novice. Yep. And like just shot, you know, went over the moon with their numbers. Mm-hmm. Let them know. Hey, come on down here. Yep. Yeah. Because we're a very green state when it comes to strong, man. Our show is probably lighter than it should be right now. Yeah. We're, I plan on keeping it light until we can have a second show. Cause I would like to host a Louisiana strongest man at some point. Yep. I think that's necessary. But we're just not there yet. Right now, it's going to be the Rougarou. Man, uh, you know, we're we're going to give it time. It's going to build. It's building. I really can't wait to see how that Hercules oh, holes turns out. Oh, yeah. Yep. That thing's going to be a dream. And I did the math on it. I figured out uh, the concrete pillars for the uh, lightweight, mm-hmm. uh, for the, the novice women, lightweight women, uh, maybe middleweight women. They're going to be about 200 pounds apiece. Okay. So, I think that'll be plenty just to hold them in place. Because you know, they're mostly vertical. It'll be all right. True. I just hope they don't bre- break into 50 million pieces. Which, I mean, we'll have crash pads, but Absolutely. It's, it's whatever. Um, Another thing that happened over over the weekend, um, Nicholas Camby that, uh, you know, won the uh, Clash on the Coast, mm-hmm. went to, I think it's... He went to Russia. This is one I'm not following. Okay, I know well, I, I did I'm, see a video of him doing another uh, another axle clean and press, yes. and he didn't have to use his belt. Right. So that just goes to show you this guy doesn't. This guy he he broke the record. He holds the record in the axle clean and pla- uh, press for middleweight right now. He doesn't need that belt. Nope. So everybody who's dead set against belt cleans, they can probably just go ahead and shut the fuck up now. <laughs> uh, did you just tell Big Z to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Hey, Kinda. <laughs> if he wants to come over here and be on the podcast and tell me that I can kiss my own ass, I will gladly let him do that. Yeah. Yep. We'll, we'll pull up a chair. But yeah. Uh, Big ass chair. Nick went over there and competed against the rest of the world and ended up coming in third place. So he podiumed over there. Yep. Yeah. It's good shit. It's very good shit. Yep. Well, all right. Uh, we had some cool things happen in the sport of strongman over the weekend. Um, you want to talk about the announcements that happened? Last Are you talking about the uh, the heats? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, we can talk about that. Or are, is there something else you wanted to touch on? Nah, I say it's time for us to go ahead and get the meat and potatoes in this. We're about 20 minutes into the show. I love meat and I love potatoes. Let's do this. I love meat and potatoes, too. Yeah. So, for those of you that don't know, World's Strongest Man actually announced the groupings for the uh, for the qualifier rounds. We don't know what athletes are going to do what. As a result, I don't plan on getting all into the weeds about different what-ifs on different things. We've already talked about what the events are going to be. So we're just going to give a very bare-bones predictions about who we think are going to make it to the finals. That's going to be it. We're also going to talk about uh, the um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Not inconsistency. The um, one-sidedness, uh, lopsided, lopsidedness is a good word of some of these groupings. Because yeah. some of these groupings um, definitely carry a lot more weight than others. And it's really a shame. There are some discrepancies in where they put their talent on this. And uh, and I don't like it. And to me, this is where it kind of comes in play, where Strongman's really more of a TV show than it is a competition. Because looking at some of these groups, I think they're planning on one person, you know, in particular making it to the finals, you know, so that he can have a shot at a uh, – at a record-breaking World's Strongest Man run. So, yeah, let's talk about that right now with Group right. 1. Yeah. So, Group 1, we got Graham Hicks, we got Maxime Boudreaux, Travis Ortmeier, Brian Shaw, and Averis. I can't pronounce that last name. Do you know that pronounce? I'm going to take a shot at it. Take a shot at it. Shamostelis? Uh, so I think Brian Shaw is really the favorite for this group. Yeah, I feel like when you know in in the prelim, preliminary rounds, the the initial heats, um, you put Brian Shaw in there. I, Brian Shaw, some way somehow, guts his way into the finals every time. He will, and this is a case where I really think they didn't give him any proper competition. No, I don't think so either. But. With that being said, there is plenty of competition for who's going to get that second spot out of that heat. There is. Admittedly, I don't know much about the other guys' performances. Like, they're not guys that I've really followed very closely over the last year. Have you? Uh, a little bit. I know Graham Hicks is a familiar name. I've seen him in plenty of pro shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen Travis in plenty. I've of seen too. plenty of uh, Travis Ordemeyer. Uh, I just don't really. Sh- I'm just not really sure what they've done in the last year. Or so. As far as the Vares goes, I'm not that familiar with him. Neither but am I. we couldn't even pronounce his name. And, and I know Max Max Maxime Boudreaux is still fairly green in the sport. But mm-hmm. I just I, I remember a couple of years he competed against Brian and Martins in mm-hmm. Santa Monica. Yeah, that was the last chance for. Any, you know, it was going to be the last chance for Brian or Martins to make it to Ohio. Yep. And, but it came, it essentially came down to Brian and Martins. Martins won. Mm-hmm. But I remember Max giving them everything they, all they could handle in mm-hmm. that show. And if you remember, Alexei Novikov was very green couple years ago too right and right now he's dominating you've got a lot of guys in here that are still very green but i'm excited about that i really am too yeah 
Um, it definitely makes up for the fact that we don't want, we don't have half Thor. We don't have um, we don't have Matisse Kiskowski. We don't have Martins Lisi's. We don't have these names that were up and coming when you and I first started really paying attention to the sport a few years ago. Right. Now Martins will be there, but he's going to be a he's going to be a co-hosting the little backstage show that WSM puts on mm-hmm. for for three dollars. Okay. I would have paid triple that three dollar fee just to watch things happen live. I really hope that one day World's Strongest Man pulls their head out of their ass and starts doing the live stream. I'm not gonna. St- I'm not <laughs> I'm holding not, my breath. I'm not gonna stop beating that drum though. I'm not holding my breath. I'm not yeah. either. Can't stop beating that drum. So group two, we've got Mark Felix, Johnny Hansen, Trey Mitchell, Evan Singleton, and Tom Stoltman. I'm really surprised that Mark Felix is still coming out to these things at his age. Mark is 55 years he old. He is. I mean, the dude's got hands like frying pans. He's definitely got the best grip that's out there. When it comes to likely. grip, I don't think there's a – there's – He beats his own records, and yeah. that says a lot. It, it does. Yeah, but yeah. are any of these events really grip events? Not really. Not really. So I don't think he's making it to the finals. When it comes to having efficient grip for a lot of these events, all your guys here are going to have it. Mm-hmm. They're going to have enough of a grip to get to the events they're yes. chosen. It's not like we're doing a Hercules hold for time or or a Max Denny stone carry or any of these events that he's really known for. If I remember right, there's only there's one holding event, and it's gonna it's, it's pickaxe it's, hold, right? It's, yeah, it's pickaxe. Yeah, it's not gonna be your grip. That's gonna it's be not your gonna shoulders. be grip. It's yeah, it's gonna be your your front rotators mm-hmm. more than anything. Um, but yeah, you got. I don't know much about Johnny Hanson. Do you? I don't either. No. So um, I've already mentioned Trey Mitchell already today. So um, yeah. So Trey is still Trey's still very green. I don't think he's coming in first. In that I don't heat. think he's coming in first either. I think no. from that heat, we're definitely going to wind up with Tom Stoltman. There's no doubt in my mind, Tom. Yes. And I'm, if there's a stone off, I think Trey Mitchell's coming in. Oh, yeah. If it comes down to last man standing on the stones. So, I, one thing I like that Trey has done with his training and everything is that he doesn't use tacky. Mm-hmm. His stone grip is built up himself. He doesn't put tacky on his forearms. Mm-hmm. That's all him. Does and he put it on his hands? No. Okay. He... He has built up enough of a tolerance with his his stone grab. Last year, whenever they had the stone off for the finals, which I say last year, that was only November. It is weird they're having it so early this year. Well, because they're trying to get back on usually, track. Because yeah, they usually have it about this time every year, mm-hmm. but uh, they usually in Satan's armpit. Yeah, usually you know, they find the hottest places on earth to do these. Yeah, which is really cruel when you consider some of these guys' uh, weights. Right, I I, I agree. Can't, you you couldn't put these guys in some kind of arena. Well, they like doing outdoor shows. They look better for the camera, especially if they're in tropical places. Right. But go in the spring, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, do we really have to do like? Like Florida in the middle of a, uh, June, right. like they did a few years yeah. ago, or the Philippines. Right, yeah. Um, you know, just put them in Fort Polk in the middle of August. 
Can you imagine that? World's Strongest Man 2022. Fort Polk JRTC yeah. rotation. Oh, that'd be horrible. Uh, okay. Uh, so, um, I, I'm a fan of Trey Mitchell. I am, too. I, I am. Uh, last, you know, last year he kind of, which he ended up competing. Mm-hmm. But you remember last year, he uh, two years ago, he made the finals. Mm-hmm. What are you pointing at? Oh, no, I wasn't pointing when I put my drink down. Uh-huh. Some of the beer flew out of my drink and landed <laughs> on my leg. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. It well, splooged on me. Skeet, skeet. Mm-hmm. Um, but you remember two years ago, Trey, it was his first year competing, mm-hmm. and he made the finals. I just can't believe he almost even didn't even get chosen. That's what I, that, that's what I was yeah. getting at. You go from making the finals, especially in your first year, to being slapped, you know, slapped in the face with an alternate mm-hmm. invite. Yeah, you can do all your, you know, you can do our plate loading and shit like that for us, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like they <laughs> be careful, world's strongest man. You'll get you'll get an Anakin Skywalker situation on yourself. That would be a shame. Yeah, we we invite you to World's Strongest Man, but we do not grant you the rank of master. But I mean, that's really what a shame about World's Strongest Man is, because it's a television production. What matters more than merit is how many social media followers you have. Like, you cannot tell me, you cannot convince me that we're Robert dis- Oberst is stronger <laughs> than Trey Mitchell. I was going to say we're going to discuss that more in Group Three. Yeah. <laughs> Like, but Robert Oberst has millions of Instagram followers, is friends with Joe Rogan, has been on the History Channel, you know, sucks Eddie Hall's dick every other Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not saying the guy is weak. I'm not. No. He has done more impressive things than either of us will probably ever do. But let's face it. He's, a, he's, he's a personality. He is a personality. Don't and, get me wrong. It's a... He's a good personality. It's a good person. He's entertaining. Yeah. Especially back when Eddie Hall was uh, was his foil. Yeah. He was entertaining back then, but who's yeah. his foil now? His <sighs> deadlift? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anything past 800 pounds. Yeah, it's like any, yeah. anybody that goes on Joe Rogan and says you shouldn't deadlift probably shouldn't be competing a strongman anymore. To be fair... It's Talking about it, do not grant you the rank of master. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair... To be fair. To be fair. A lot of people took that and ran with it. He was discussing more specificity. He was. In the deadlift than anything, mm-hmm. but a lot of people are stupid and they took it and ran with it. Yeah. But, you know, Robert's stupid sometimes too. He is. I'm not looking up there for any particular reason. There's like a fly in here. And oh, it keeps okay. catching my ADDI. <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere with this, like Robert Oberst isn't at WSM for any particular reason either. No, I wasn't going for that, <laughs> but we can talk about that for Group 3. Group three. So Group 3, we've got Jeff Carone, Robert Oberst, Athor, I, I don't recognize this guy's name either, Engolfson uh, uh, Melstead? Mel, I'll, I'll you, go with Melstead. Do you recognize him? I know a guy that I went to high school with and I grew up with. I don't think that's him. With the last name Milstead. I don't think that's him. Uh, it's uh, Luke Richardson and Mikhail Shivakov. Uh, J.F. Corona is obviously going to be the winner of this group. No doubt about it. J.F. No about is going to be the I winner. wouldn't be surprised if he made it all the way to the podium this year. I, You know, he was very... It, it came down to him and 
Norikov last year. Like he's always a threat. He is. He, he's, he is always a threat. You you definitely never uh never discount. He's him. like this just French Canadian bowling ball of a mm-hmm. man, dude. And I have to say this: if they wind up with an overhead event or a squad event in the qualifiers of yeah. that of that group, yeah, Robert Oberst has a chance of getting second. Yeah, but on principle, I really want Mikhail Shevchenkov to beat him. I always want Mikhail Shivakov to win everything. I just... The I don't guy, want him to win everything because I'm not communist. And, you know, he was a member of the KGB. Don't care. The <laughs> dude has a killer smile. You suck his dick already. Fuck. <laughs> Jesus, dude. He really is. He, he's, he's, he's got he's, such a good personality. We talked everyone, about personality. He's, like, everyone I've, everyone I've talked to has met him in person says that he is just the nicest guy he seems he that gives way. so much heart. Like his his deadlift where he uh, turned the first few rows into a Gallagher concert. <laughs> that might have been the moment I fell in love with Strongman. Right. That might have been it. If you don't know what we're talking about, go to YouTube. Uh, you know, pause us. Go to YouTube, and then after you're done with the video, pick us back up. Yeah, uh, you have Just our permission. Look up Miguel Shivakov deadlift. It's probably going to be the very. First uh, result, or you just type in uh, nosebleed deadlift, and, and you'll get you'll get result. that video. I promise. Like the guy, the guy went RP twelve on that one and got the lift. <laughs> he, uh, but not only that, a couple of years ago, do you remember when they had the uh, that natural stone medley where, like, at the Arnold, where you had to press these stones and you had yeah, to carry you have, these like, stones? Yeah, like the egg shaped stone. Then there was yeah. the Husafel. Yeah, remember he hurt himself on that event. Yes, but then. Really made those dudes work for it on the sandbag over over bar he, and on the deadlift. Yeah, that was one of the last times we saw Hafthor compete. Yes. And he gave Hafthor Shivakov a run for his money. had him sweating. Yes. Yeah. yeah. With a hurt ankle, everybody had counted him out. But with a hurt ankle, he said, I ain't winning this thing, but you're not going to win it easy. <laughs> Does Hafthor still have the weight over bar world record? I think so, yes. Yeah, so there's that. I he, feel confident that if somebody took that record, he would gain 100 pounds in three weeks and come back and take that record back. No doubt in my mind, if he, you know, if he learned how, which so the same could be said for me. I, I my throwing sucks. No, Hafthor can throw. I get it, but he, he, it's more power over technique with him. That throwing is power, but he's got good throwing technique too. Hmm. He's got good levers for it. Well, you, you, when you're six foot nine, yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but the fact that the fact that the World champions of Highland Games can't beat him. Yeah, says a lot. True. So yeah, JF Carone, hopefully Mikhail Shivakov for Group Two. And if there's a stone off, I don't see Robert Oberst holding his own on a stove off against Mikhail Shivakov. So. Robert Oberst, I think Robert's biggest problem is um, staying injury free. Yeah, he gets hurt a lot. He's old. I mean, how long has that dude been competing now? He and I are about the same age. Yeah. He's been competing with the World's Strongest Man for like 10 years. Yeah, he's been there a while. Yeah, like, it's not just his age age, it's his training age, too. You know, it comes to a time where the body starts to break down. So, group four, we've got Adam Bishop, Terry Hollins, Jerry Pritchett, Constantine Janasha, Chris Van Der Leen. I I don't know how to pronounce that name either. Honestly, that one's wide open for me. I think Jerry Pritchett's got it. 
if it comes down to a deadlift event, yeah, Jerry well, Pritchett's got anything it. static. He's got yeah. really good press too. Yeah, he does. Granted, if he winds up with the finger finger or the train pull, then who knows? I honestly don't know enough about the other guys. I know Terry Hollins is good. Terry um, Hollins is also old. He also he is old and he. He's more about figure these days than yeah, he is. Yeah, there's another question I have. Is he in strongman shape after getting into bodybuilding shape? Well, you know, he. it's been a while seen, since he did the bodybuilding thing. I haven't seen him in a while I haven't seen either. him lately either, but I, I know he, every little once in a while, he'll post a training video, mm-hmm. and he's still got a little yeah. bit there. It's like, don't get me wrong, every single person on this list is oppressive. But... Do, yeah, it, I, I, fully I can agree. tell you that only one of these names I know of has been to the Arnold in recent years. And yeah. it's a consistent invite to the Arnold in recent years. Right. That's Jerry Pritchett. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's got that one. I think he's got it in the bag. Right. So now let's talk about the most interesting group for me. So we talked about how group one was so one-sided. Mm-hmm. That is completely like group five is the foil of that because all of these dudes are incredibly talented. Granted, I don't know that much about two of them, but from talking to other people in the sport, it's it really could be anyone's game. We got Gavin Bob Bilton, Kevin Ferris, Alexi Novikov, who is the previous winner. Yep. Luke Stoltman and Bobby Thompson. So uh all these are familiar names. What I can tell you about Gavin Bilton that I know mm-hmm. is the guy's got a killer handlebar mustache. Yeah? Yeah. And that adds 10% to your uh 10%. Yeah. Yeah. Awkward pause. <laughs> uh, Alexei Novikov. So, and this, this is going to sound very petty of me. I really don't want him to win again. Just because the audacity of world's strongest man claiming that world record. Right. I am still bitter about that. Because there are two people that I know of that smoke it. Yeah. One of them is a member of this gym. Yep. So, I take it personally that Alexei Novikov is walking around claiming to be a world record holder in the 18-inch deadlift. You know, he can... uh, he can suck the hair off my left nut, for all I care. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't like him? <laughs> I'm sure he's a very nice guy. I'm sure he is, too. I'm I, I sure don't, he is, I too. don't like that he's walking around claiming that he has a world record, right. that he has no idea, he has no business claiming that he has. And as a result, I want to see him fall. Fair enough. I'm not rooting against him. It's like, it's kind of like I hear Tom Brady is the nicest guy on earth. Yeah. But if he's playing the Saints, I want him to break a kneecap. Yeah, fuck Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah. I hear he's a nice guy, but uh, still. Uh, yeah. It, it, you know, in football pads, that guy can s- yeah. fuck himself. But, you know, outside, yeah. I I, I, I feel like Rex Mantooth and Ron Burgundy. I, I hate his guts, but respect the hell out of him. Yeah. 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 You know, it's like I, re- I respect Alexi Novikov for doing what he's done. Yeah. And being, being one of the lightest guys on the field. Right. And the world's strongest man. Nobody can take that away from him. Yeah, you're Nobody. right. Nobody. But, but I don't want him to be the world's strongest man 2021. I'm sick of seeing him. I and think his, there's a few people on this list that can make your wish come true. 
I did. So just so One, yeah. my ADD doesn't kick in, both Luke Stoltman and Bobby Thompson are both contenders for that second and third spot. Absolutely, they're both they're all content. They're both contenders for that first spot. Yeah, it really just depends on who has a really good day and who doesn't. I think it's really cool that we've got Luke Stoltman and Bobby Thompson competing in the same heat because I know damn well they're going to throw a log at them. If they throw a log at them. That's going to be a hell of a heat. That's going to be a hell of a heat, and you know, given because you know, given the recent uh, world, I say world record, the recent U.S. record that mm-hmm. was set. Uh, your boy Bobby Thompson's got a log log lift that uh, that Luke Stoltman can beat. <sighs> Luke Stoltman is the only that, person who has come close to getting the world record in recent history. I do remember that, and when I say close, my gosh, it really just depends on who has a good day and who doesn't with that. Yeah, if a, you know, if a good gust of wind would have been with him that day, uh-huh. under him, that yeah. log would have been went. a hell of a gust of wind. But I don't know, man. You're talking. So, so we we talk a lot about how World's Strongest Man is a television production, yeah, and not a competition. Tell me that wouldn't make for good TV for them to give them a log to go head to head. Absolutely. Absolutely. That would 100% make for good TV, and that is why I think they're on that list together. I am calling it right now. But that being said, if they're all competing log, all of a sudden Alexei Novikov is not in first place. You're right. You're right. He cannot hold a candle to those two in log. Cirque's dumbbell, but not in log. All right, so we've covered all the groups, um, and we kind of loosely discussed. Do you want to go ahead and give you give me your finalists from each group? Finalists from each group. So I'll roll through. Do we want to like go back and forth? You tell me your. I'll tell you yours, and you'll tell me mine. Or sure. We'll want... go group one, group one, group all two, right. group two. Group one. I'm predicting the finalists are going to be Brian Shaw, Travis Ortmeyer. Okay. I'm also going to go Brian Shaw. I'm going to go Maxine Boudreaux. Okay. Group two, I've got uh, Tom Stoltman and Trey Mitchell. Yeah, I'm going to go the same on that. You think it's going to come down to a uh, to a stone off for for a second? Or? And if it goes if it goes to a stone off, I think it's yeah. I think Trey Mitchell gets it. Okay. Group three, I've got JF Carone and Mikel Shivakov. Yeah, give me the same ones. Okay. Even if there's a uh, a squad or an overhead. Even if there's a squatter overhead, um, I, I I just, especially J.F. Caron. J.F. Caron's got it in the bag, in, in, in my opinion. Um, Shivakov, I just think when it comes down to uh, intestinal fortitude, I think Shivakov just has a slight edge over the others. Oberst doesn't want to ruin his YouTube career over a World's Strongest Man injury. True. Yeah. Or he could get injured and whine about it on YouTube it for the next year. I shouldn't year. have said that. That was wrong. <laughs> I apologize. That was a low blow. Now, I own the Strong and Pretty shirt. I no, you know, it, it, You've whatever. done his program. I've ran his program. It worked. And it, it uh, you know, uh, Oberst wrote a good program. Do you think he wrote it or do you think somebody else wrote it? He just put his name on it. I want to look at those notes. We got it in the office. I'm going to take a well, look at it. We know his buddy is a who's who in Strongman. Mm-hmm. So, it may have been wrote by his buddy. Think Kale wrote it? Kale may have wrote it. Think that's a dirty little secret? <sighs> what if it is? 
It's business, baby. Yeah, we should invite him on the podcast and just grill, <laughs> just grill him. So did you write the Strong and Pretty program? You can know the hands. Give us an exclusive. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell you that. Uh, remember last week when we were talking about the uh, the head-to-head between Bobby Thompson and um, Evan, Singleton. Evan Singleton? Yeah. When we got off the podcast, uh-huh. I had a message from Paul that said, hey, can you call me right now? I'll give you an exclusive. Oh. If we had just waited a few more minutes, we probably could add him on the podcast. We could have just called him in with Anchor or something. Darn. Oh, well. Group four. I'm saying Jerry Pritchett and Constantine Janasha. I'm going to have to go the same as well. I, I I think Jerry Pritchett gets in easily. And, you know, if Constantine Janasha doesn't make it, his traps will. That guy's got the biggest got fucking traps, traps I've ever got seen. Got good traps. Yeah. He's got a good head on his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Group five. This one's going to be fun. After the little revelation I just had when it comes to TV ratings, I'm going to have to say Luke Stolman and Bobby Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Uh, I think Bobby Thompson can hold his own against Alexei Novikov and Stones. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Especially if they do it like they did a few years ago where they just go back and forth over the bar, passing it to each other. Bobby has come so far from the first time I saw him compete in the Arnold Pro. What? That was just last year, last March, to now. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's been a year and a few months. Um, we, we've seen Bobby break the U.S. log lift record. We saw him pull 10.03 in training. Have we ever seen uh, Alexi pull that much from the ground? No. Not from a not from a conventional pick, no. No, which is what I'm talking about. Right, from yeah. The ground. Um, I don't know, man. I think it's Bobby Thompson's time to shine in this. All right, so now do we want to get a little bit crazier with these predictions? Start th- getting a little wild. Define crazier. Do we want to pick our podium? I don't know that I'm ready for that yet. I, I don't know. You want to think on that for a week and get back to us? Yeah, I want to chew on that for a week. All I, right, I we're going to chew do. on that. So anything else you want to talk about today, man? One more thing. What's up? And it's not strongman related. It's nerd related. Yep. Um, Dave Filoni, if you're listening, you got me for one more week. You better you better hook me in or you're going to lose me forever. So I'm going to ask you a question, Tyler. I've been wanting to ask you this question for a few days now. Okay. Uh, really since yesterday when we had this conversation before. But I figured, you know what? I'm going to ask you on the podcast. <laughs> would this be the first time you've ever given up on a Star Wars property? It would be. That says a lot. And I, I still kind of halfway... I, I still kind of halfway have... Stick up points for Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. That's saying a lot. That is saying a lot. Uh, but the more I read about Last Jedi and really think about it, the more I don't like it. But we can talk about that another that, podcast. Yeah, that's another that day and another discussion. Whole, whole another discussion. But so I have to say, the only reason I have been continuing watching it episode by episode is because I know you have been. Yes. And I want to be able to like talk about it if it comes up on the podcast, right? They lost me after episode two. That being said, when the season is finished, I will just take a few hours and binge the whole season. But I'm not planning my Fridays around it anymore. No. Especially not with Loki coming out later this month. Right. Yeah. Definitely going to, you know, 
pour more focus into that. We're six episodes in now. It's definitely where the fuck has it gone so far? Nowhere. It's gone nowhere. They left the empire. And that's it. We don't know where the story is going. We don't know who the we haven't seen of anything resembling a character uh, or a season arc villain yet. We I, I thought we were going to have Tarkin as the big bad. We haven't seen we can't have Tarkin as a big bad because they can't defeat Tarkin. No. Like we know Tarkin perseveres. It eventually he doesn't. <laughs> eventually. Yeah, but you know Crosshair, we haven't seen him since. We haven't he, seen him in a few episodes. Yeah. We haven't seen him, which I know we're probably not going to see Caleb Doom again. No, definitely not. Uh, like, literally every episode is okay, we have this mission. We don't know why we're going on this mission. Omega does something annoying. We miss Crosshair. Okay, we're bringing a child on this dangerous mission, this eight-year-old kid with no life skills yeah. on this dangerous mission. Okay, Omega, you stay here. We're going to go and do the dangerous mission that we brought you on for some reason while you stay here. Well, Omega, in a Kiwi accent, says, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm going to go save the day. She saves the day somehow, and then they all go out for ice cream afterwards. <laughs> That's basically every episode. <sighs> like, I've never wanted a... That's probably not true, but I've never wanted the character of a child to come to a destructive end in a TV show before because they were so annoying. But my God, Omega is annoying. I, I'm trying to do this without spoiling it for anybody listening at this point. I just gave them the plot of every episode. I know. I know. It's just. And what's the spoil? Nothing's happened. You're right. I'm. For the first time in my life, I'm just fully let down by what's going on in the Star Wars universe. I, I just, man, and I love Dave Filoni too because he's done so much up, good up for until the Star now. Wars he has universe. been the truth, the light, and the way. Oh. So, have your kids been watching this with you? Yeah, they've been watching it. What do Cameron and Addie Grace think about it? They're kind of put off by it. Yeah, uh, Chelsea's been watching it. Like too. even Addie Grace. Yeah, I mean. So, because that was one thing that I figured is with a small, with a young female character, you know, maybe that's something that like little girls who have never gotten into Star Wars before can get behind. Well, but if Addie Grace doesn't like it either, then what the fuck's the point? I'll say this about Addie Grace: she's seen Ray, mm -hmm. she's seen Ahsoka Tano, she's seen Ahsoka Tano's bad bitch. Exactly, Ahsoka Tano. She's seen Padme. She's seen Leia. She's seen Jen Erso at this point. She has seen strong female characters in the Star Wars universe, characters that she has looked up to. Mm -hmm. Great, that's great. Those are strong female. Didn't characters. Didn't she want to go for Halloween as Sabine? She dressed last. Uh, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but she's done Sabine Wren. I never saw that. Do, yeah, you have you have pictures of that costume. I'll have to see if on, I can uh, find pictures of it. Yeah, yeah I want to see that. Yeah, I'm sure that was adorable. Um, yeah, she's seen uh, Sabine and. Harrison Dula and uh, Bo-Katan at this point. I mean, she she has loved seeing Bo-Katan, especially in Mandalorian, come to life. Uh, it's just, just... Just think about that. We traded... 
Wow, I am brain farting on her name. Who's that? Um, we traded Gina Carano's character. Yeah. For Omega. Ooh. Oh, mean tweets. Am I right? Mean tweets. They weren't even mean. Did you read the tweets? Yeah. They were yeah. definitely taken out of context. They were taken way out of context. And I read an interview a while back that apparently Kathleen Kennedy was trying to get her like kicked off of season one before season one even aired. Kathleen Kennedy's done some good things in her past. Being over Lucasfilm is not one of them. No. But she has less and less creative control every month. So, yeah, hopefully yeah. we've seen the light at the end of the tunnel and we can start getting some cool stuff. I'm still hoping for a Knights of the Old Republic. I know they're doing a New Republic, or High Republic, I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't. I cannot bring myself to give a shit about High Republic. I'm, I'm going to have to pull the trigger on it. I've seen a lot of people say that they've read some of the novels and they say it's good. So my problem with High Republic is there was no big bad. At that point in the Jedi's history, because it's supposed to take place about 30 years prior to The Phantom Menace. At that point in the Jedi history, like, Qui-Gon Jinn was the first person to duel Sith in a thousand years. Yep. Like, who are they going to go up against? Politicians? You know, I don't know. It, I guess I'm just going to have to read and I'm going to have to find out. Okay. You do that research for us because okay. Lord knows I don't have time to read. I can't. Well, I don't even know how. Uh recently enrolled in a reading a summer reading contest at our local library that's going to involve my wife myself and both my kids do you get a pizza party for i say reading? both my kids my two kids that can read yes yeah so Addie grace and uh and rosie <laughs> uh he's right in there right now he would kill <laughs> He would kick you or swing at he you would. or something. That is a violent yeah. little kid, and I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, he's got that fire. <laughs> he does have fire. Yeah. Um, Can't wait to see him at football pads one day. Oh, man. I know. I know it. He's one of those kids that are – I just feel like he's going to be off the field. He's he's in real life right now, here as we speak, kindest kid. Mm-hmm. He's got a tender he's heart. He's very He's a very good kid. Uh, but – I just feel like he's going to flip on a switch where he takes all of his built-up anger and angst and everything he's got going on in his life, he's going to pour that into hitting some poor soul on the other side of the football. Loud enough for you to hear from across the stadium. Exactly. One of those, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Damn, you just topped out on that. I'm cool with it. That's going to come out all distorted. But you folks at home get the idea. So you got anything else you want to add today? That's it. I went on my rant about the Bad Batch. We talked about a lot of good strongman stuff. We really uh, did. I think it was a good we, episode. We slapped down a good podcast today. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so thank you to all 27 of you that are going to listen to this. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. You know what? Yeah, do, what I want you all to do, if you've gotten this far, do me a favor. Whatever streaming service you are listening to it on, either Spotify, Apple Music, I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts. Those are the two most often that we see. Both of those have a share button. Do us a favor and just share this to your Facebook. If you really like us and you think your friends would like us, just share it to your Facebook. I know a few of you have already done so and continue to do so. Thank you so much. Yes, we greatly appreciate it. Make sure you you give us a five-star rating. Make sure you like us. Make sure you share us. Tell your friends about us. Help us grow. Yeah, tickle that algorithm. Definitely, definitely. 
Um, so we can hit the sponsors one more time. We got Unmasked Studio. Check out Unmasked Studio at Instagram. Uh, just type it in. Go like, share, save his stuff, buy his stuff. Really help the guy out uh, and help us out to help him out. StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. You're going to save 20% and you're going to get energized. And last but not least, we have Go Hard Labs. Use promo code RUGURU10 at checkout. Save you 10% on your next pre-workout. They make really, really good pre-workout. It's very strong. It's so strong they just had to reduce the size of their scoop because people were having to half scoop. Yep. That should tell you everything you need to know about their pre-workout. So go check them out. And if you're in the area, come and visit us. We are in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Go check out Atlas Strength at Instagram. Go And if you want to compete, go to Iron Podium, type Rougarou into the search bar, sign up for our contest. Also, you're hearing it here for the first time. This is where it's going to be announced. I'll put, up, I'll put something up in the event page sometime tomorrow after the podcast announced. We are going to run a special from now until the Rougarou. If you prepay for a year at Atlas, we will comp your entry fee to the Rougarou. What a deal. So, you'll have all everything you need to do well at that show. We're still almost five months out. Prepay for a year, and we'll comp your membership. I'm sorry, I'm sorry not membership. We will comp your entry to the Rougarou. And that is good for all new members. Got anything else to add? That's it, man. All right. Well. Until next week, thank you for listening. We'll see you all then. Bye.